RadioInfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. Time is drawing near. Football season's right around the corner. Uh, actually, uh, a month from today, uh, you know, Buccaneers will be kicking off against those stankin' Dallas Cowboys. Um, our first preseason game with the Buccaneers is going to be Saturday night uh, on 7.30 uh, against the Bengals. Listen, I, I watched the Hall of Fame game last night. Um, it's not even really football. It's almost unwatchable. I watched it. But you know, it's, it's football, you know, and it's unwatchable, but it's still football, and that's what's going to be happening on Saturday night uh, with our Buccaneers when they go against the Bengals. You want to watch it? Uh, it doesn't mean anything, you know. When you people watch that game, they'll say, "Oh, Najee Harris looks good." Nothing looks good in preseason, people. Don't do it. Nothing looks good or bad in preseason. Because nobody's game planning for anything. Nobody really gives a rat's ass about, you know, what's happening in the game. You have to look and see who's playing well and who people are making mental errors and stuff. But, you know, the results of the game are irrelevant. And I've been in many a locker room and coaches will tell you that. I don't they, Coaches will tell you, I don't really give a shit if we win or lose. Let's just go out there and play hard. And that's the most important thing. So this Buccaneer team... Um, who brought back every single player. Um, you know, on, on the show, Beckles and Retcher, what I'm going to be doing this week is breaking down different positions. I'm going to start off with the O-line and D-line and trenches, which obviously uh, this podcast is called In the Trenches, and that's where you win games. Uh, I'm going to start off by breaking down the trenches, and that's what I'm going to do today. Uh, next week I'll be going more skill positions, but you win and lose games in the trenches, period. And this Buccaneer team figured out a way to retain every last one of their players. Um, Donovan Smith, last year, I thought by far had his best year. Uh, and he and he excelled as he went on th- throughout the season. He had a couple shaky starts early in the season uh, against the Saints. But I don't remember Donovan Smith really struggling after that. I really don't. I, th- I saw him in the offseason. I complimented him on, on his season. I thought he had a pretty darn good season. Definitely as, as good as he's ever played. And listen, everybody at the end of the season, they always want to talk about, let's cut Donovan Smith. Let's get another left tackle. You know, watch what you ask for. Watch what you wish for. Donovan Smith played pretty darn solid. And if you have somebody shaky out there, go ask the Dallas Cowboys what happens when you have a shaky left tackle. You know, I've seen guys in that left side give up four, five, six sacks a game. We haven't seen a whole lot of that. And to be honest with you, last year, Tom Brady rarely got hit towards the back end of the season. So our offensive line was actually absolutely fantastic. Uh, Ali Marpet at left guard. Ali's got to be right now. I don't believe he made the Pro Bowl last year, but he he has to start making some Pro Bowls. I think he may have, may have made one back in the day, but for God's sakes... Allie's been playing good football for a long, long time. Ryan Jensen, I've always been a fan. Even when the Bucks were losing, I like the way he plays. He plays with a little edge to him. And a lot of times when you got somebody in the middle playing with a little edge, it kind of wears off on the other players, and you become an edgy offensive line, and that's what, that's what you want. Uh, Alex Kappa last year, before he got hurt, was playing at a Pro Bowl level. 
playing really, really good football. And then he got hurt a little bit, and they brought in Stinney, who played pretty darn well in the playoffs. So what's good about that is you have Stinney, who, you know, put put in some quality time last year. And if something would happen to, we'll say, Ali Marpet or Kappa, we, you know, the Buccaneers know that they could put Stinney in. And, you know, you lose a little bit, but you could still win in that situation because uh, Stinney did a pretty darn good job last year. And then we get to Tristan Wirfs at the right tackle position. Uh, my producer at the, the Beckles and Retro, Mr. Tom Ponzo, said that I basically have a man crush on uh, Tristan Wirfs. I'll take it. I'll accept it. Uh, I just never, I have not seen a rookie play that well ever, ever. And I said this on the air the other day, and somebody says, well, you think he played better than Paul Gruber in his rookie season? I dare you to go back and watch Paul Gruber's film, and I'm going to say this, and I want everybody listening closely. Paul Gruber never played as well as Tristan Wurst did last year. And Paul Gruber's in the ring of honor, okay? Tristan Wurst was that good last year. If Tristan Wurst had a name for himself, he would have made a Pro Bowl last year. He was that good. One sack, 16 pressures in 20 games? One sack and 16 pressure in your rookie year in 20 games. It's unheard of. I started 16 games my rookie year. I don't need to know the statistics, but it ain't that. I know I gave up a bunch of sacks. I know I did. That's what happens when you're a rookie. Tristan Wurst, did not, it didn't happen. So, you know, usually your first year to your second year, you usually take huge steps. He doesn't have to take huge steps. If he plays just the way he played last year, and he'll get better. Let me tell you guys about a product that has improved my life, and that is Tebow underwear. If you're talking about underwear, you know, a lot of people just purchase something online. You get it, you get, you get it, the package, and everybody's disappointed. Let me tell you about Tebow underwear. It is tested by 400,000 men, and basically the underwear itself is developed in a community of customers to improve the previous versions, and you just they just keep on getting better and better and better. Listen, as far as underwears go, you've been wearing underwear since I was 50, I'm 54 years old, so hopefully I've been wearing just about my whole life. These are by far the most comfortable underwear I've ever worn. They fit great, um, you know, they're very flattering, and uh, just in general, you walk around, you feel good about yourself. So if you're somebody who wants to have comfort, and comfort's very, very important, you got to jump into Tebow underwear. Once again, that's T-B-O and pronounced Tebow. Right now, you can get 20% off your next purchase at tbobodywear.com by using discount code TRENCHES. Once again, that's tbobodywear.com. Get 20% off for your next purchase at tbobodywear.com. Use a discount code TRENCHES. I guarantee you'll be happy with the wear and uh, you'll be comfortable. Guaranteed. I, I, wanted, I got a chance to go to the training camp and I did get a chance to look at you know, the line and I'm shocked at how big the kid is. The kid is huge. In person, up close, he's huge. One of them cashiers don't want him putting his hands on you. So as an offensive line in general, we're in, we're in unbelievable hands. I mean, and then we have a quarterback who makes our offensive line better. Tom Brady makes our line better, no doubt. Jameis Winston, how as hard as Jameis Winston played throughout his years, you can't say that Jameis Winston made our line better. I, I don't think he did. So we're we're in wonderful hands on that side of the ball. Now the other side of the ball on defense, Dominican Sue uh, is getting on an age, but he didn't fall off last year. 
talking about Indominus Sue throughout his years, and listen, uh, I think it was the, uh, the the Raiders just signed uh, Gerald McCoy, and Gerald McCoy's name always comes up when you talk Indominus Sue because they kind of coexist because they're kind of drafted the same time and around the same time. And Dominican Sue, everywhere he's gone, has been productive first and foremost. And everywhere he's gone, his teams have been good and his defenses have been good. What's more important than that? Dominican Sue never misses a play. Never. Since he's been here, he I've not seen him miss a play. And he plays every year hard all the way to the end. I'll take a Dominican Sue all day long, seriously. And he's one of those guys I believe, and he comes with that grimy nature, and I think he makes everybody else around him better. No doubt in my mind. And if anybody wants to sit here and talk about Gerald McCoy as compared to Dominican Sue, if you think, I had somebody the other day say, look at statistically, Sue is bet, uh, McCoy's better than Sue. I don't give a rat's ass about any statistics. Go watch the film. McCoy is not, it's not close, okay? Dominican Sue is near the football all the time. Gerald McCoy was far from the football all the time. Remember I said it. Go back and watch the film. I'm not being mean. Just go back and watch the film and see where Gerald McCoy is on the field. Vita Vea last year, um, impressed when he came back. I'm ready for Vita Vea to go a whole season without getting hurt. If he goes a whole season without getting hurt, I can see him going to the Pro Bowl. He's starting to get recognition around the NFL that he is that run stopper that could also push the pocket. And Vita, the Buccaneers' defense is not the same without Vita Vea. They're just not. They're a little bit, even without him, you don't run the ball on him easily, but you run the ball a little bit easier when Vita Vea is not in there because he's a load. He's going he's gonna to take up two guys. If you single block him, that's a bad idea. It, he's just that guy, Period. And then you talk about William Golston, who a lot of people are like, well, listen, not everybody has to be flashy people. I know William Golston is not a flashy player, kind of an old school throwback type of dude, but you need that guy in your lineup. You need him. Like he's not a, he's not a Vita Vea stopper. He's not quite Dominican Sue, but he's an old school dude that you need that attitude. I, I, I like William Golson personally as, as a football player. Raheem Nunez Roches and uh, Patrick O'Connor uh, are, you know, serviceable backups. Let's hope they don't have to play too, too much. But I thought Nunez Roches did a pretty good job uh, when Vita Vea was knocked out. And as a whole, this Buccaneer team rushed the passer well last year. And it's not, and with the Buccaneers, it's not. It's not their D-line. It's not just their D-line. They really depend a little bit more on their linebacking crew to get sacks. And when you talk about linebacking crew, you talk about JPP, who may as well be a D-lineman, Shaq Barrett, who rushes like a D-lineman, and now Devin White, who had nine sacks last year. That's That only trailed, uh, I think he might have led the, the team, actually. So they're getting a lot of rushing from the linebacking position. But in general, this Buccaneer team is solid up front. And when you're solid up front on both sides of the ball, it's hard not to win football games. 
and it's hard not win football games when you got uh, Tom Brady as your quarterback as well. If anybody has any questions for me, it's Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. Please make sure you're listening to the other podcasts as well. Uh, and uh, Beckles and Retcher, Monday through Friday, 95.3 FM and also 6.20 AM. Football, Saturday. So next week when I come back on, we'll have a little bit to talk about as far as preseason football. So looking forward to that. Everybody enjoy their week. Uh, get out there in Bucks camp and uh, watch a little bit. They can use some... Uh, some cheering on. But other than that, football's right around the corner. I'm pretty excited. Have a wonderful week and please be safe. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence.